for Danny, it's, it's not looking very good. Like, he's not a team that just flips a switch. And I know he's like trying to be all calm, cool, and collected. Like, oh, I'm not worried about it, we gotta win. But bro, like, it hasn't been consistent. Hey race fans, welcome to another episode of Backseat Drivers. This one is all about Dover and I have Kim Kuhn and Mama Smith here on the table. I am Alex Weaver and we basically spent all morning talking about where we're going to go fishing next. If you know, you know. Dover did not disappoint in the excitement we had. We saw Chase Elliott get his first win of the 2022 season. The 2020 champ is no longer winless, so we can stop talking about that. He's won on an oval, first time since Phoenix of 2022. And Hendrick is the first organization to have four different drivers win in the first 11 races of the season. So they're checking boxes. Can Hendrick Motorsports be stopped? Kim, we're starting with you. I don't know that it's fair. Can you say Ken Hendrick Motorsports be stopped? I don't think there's any other organization that's stacking up in total to them. But if we're looking, you know, driver against driver, Ross Chastain certainly can stop the Hendrick Motorsports drivers. You saw him, you know, go neck and neck with Chase Elliott before Chase finally got a lead on him. And he's consistent every single track we go to. So I think if you're just looking at drivers, Ross Chastain is the guy that can stop a Hendrick Motorsports driver. Now, as a total organization, I don't know that anybody can stop Hendrick. Five wins for HMS this season so far. Yeah, I, I, I agree with Kim. Like, it, a totality of a team, like, they are, have been the strongest team for a while. This isn't new. We've seen Hendrick dominate with all four of their cars. Now, when it gets down to one-on-one -on -one battles, Ross Chastain, he's going to be pretty hard to beat one-on-one. -on -one. But I, I would also look to, um, you know, like a Chase Briscoe. He's had a lot of speed. And the thing with Ross is they've been so fast so early. you got to kind of wonder if that's going to stay and sustain all the way into and through the playoffs. The 12 hasn't won a race yet. You know he's going to win. Joey Logano hasn't won a race yet. Clash, if you ask Joey, that counts. So uh, these guys, there's other guys out there that, that need to get going, and they're going to get going before the end of the year. Okay, so as a team, the answer is no. Yeah, as a team, drivers, I yes. wouldn't say it's going to be yeah. dominant, right? It's not going to be like, oh, Team Hendrick is just like rolling like they did last year. Uh, it going to happen. Yeah, there's no, there's no other team, though, in the garage. You look at JGR and their struggles this year, Penske and their struggles. So I think, you know, these powerhouse teams, there's nobody that's stacking up to Hendrick as, you know, in totality, yeah. like you said. But if we're just going mano y mano, mm -hmm. Ross Chastain. All right. Yeah. Man, Justin Marks, you're building uh, quite the team there over there at Team Trackhouse. We love to see it. Well, we mentioned it at the start of the show, Chase Elliott, no longer winless. We don't have to have that discussion anymore. You got one in the W column for the 2022 season. We've seen Chase when he gets one. It tends to rattle off quite a few of them. The nine team gets pretty hot. Alan Gustafson brings a speedy car we know to the racetracks when it comes to road courses. They have this Dover package dialed in. So it'll be interesting to see what Chase can do through these, the rest of the regular season for this 2022 season. Can Chase go on a roll? Is this now the nine's season to get hot? Uh, I'm not going to go that far. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, look, man, I'm stoked that you got that win on Oval so I can stop defending that you got to get a win on Oval. Um, but I don't, I'm not going to say he's going to get hot and, like, roll off a bunch of wins. Mm. Especially when you, you look at the road course, like, yeah, he's been, like, the road course guy, but it's not like there aren't other road course guys right there. Austin Sindrick is obviously in the field now. You're going to have to deal with him on road courses. He's had a pretty rough year, and he wants to get that turnaround. Mm -hmm. A.J. Allmendinger is going to be running the road courses. J.J. Haley is going to be running the road courses. Larson is showing to be. Chase Briscoe about yeah. won his first race. Andy, like, 
he's going to be in contention more, and I think they're going to start being faster. But he was already leading the points, so, like, how far off was he really? It wasn't that far off. I don't think we see him roll, especially if you look at the next few races, Darlington, Kansas, All-Star, Coke 600. Of those, I think Kansas he wins. But that's really, with so many other drivers who can steal wins on those races, there's so much parity. Like, I don't think this turns into Chase winning three or four in the next five or six. Now, will he win again before the playoffs? Yeah, absolutely. But a role is something totally different than getting one or two more wins before we go playoffs. This isn't on here. Who's the top driver right now at Hendrick? Right now? Right now. It's William Byron right now. Okay. But but then again, it's kind of chase because it's points or wins. And True. It's consistency. I don't know. They're like they're really close. I would say that they're really. Yeah, close. but then you look at Willie B and his performance at Dover. Yeah, it's like so you gotta go. Ch- I guess you gotta go chase. I, I I was you gotta go chase. Where's Larson? Where's Larson for you? Uh, honestly, probably like three. Oh, wow. Right now, I mean, as wow, I said. Wow, tides of turn. All right, Claude, we're singing your praises this week. We'll see what we are talking about after Darlington. And we're as far as the nine is concerned. Well, uh, death, taxes, and speeding on pit road for <laughs> Denny Hamlin. He not only speeds on pit road, there's a tire issue with one of the pit guys. Can't get the lug completely on and to come out of the gun. And then it just all falls apart for Denny. A lot of inconsistencies have pegged this number 11 team this season. Lucky for them, they do have the win at Richmond, so they're holding on to that. But will this prevent Hamlin, I can't believe I'm even asking this question, from winning a title? Absolutely. Every single race except for Richmond, where he won, I think you look at the mistakes made, the inconsistencies, and now he loses his crew chief, Chris Gabehart, for what, four races? That puts him behind the eight ball even more. And you look at the point standings, I don't know where he shuffles out now after a bad showing at Dover, but he was 24th in points coming to Dover. So you're talking about like being on the cusp of outside the top 30 for Denny Hamlin. And you not only have to have a win, but you have to be certain spot in the points to make the playoffs. So I don't see Denny winning a championship this year. I know it's early, but not based on what I've seen so far. For Denny, it's not looking very good. Like he's not, a, they're not a, he's not a team that just flips the switch. And I know he's like trying to be all calm, cool and collected. Like, oh, I'm not worried about it. We got to win. I told you guys that, but bro, like it hasn't been consistent. And like, if you know, you compare it to like the 12, they don't have a win yet, but they have been consistent, been fast all year. The 11 has to win, but they've been hit and miss. And I just feel like you gotta start stringing full race together. Cause it's not just the car speed. And it's not just, you know, maybe him speed on pit road. It's like the pit crew too. It's like all of it. So you're gonna flip the switch on all of it and just get it going again. I don't know. And four, four races without your leader. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, it'll be a uh, rough month for Denny Hamlin. Maybe not. Maybe Denny's watching this and is like, okay. Maybe we lit the fire. Yeah. All right. Uh, Well, Mamba kind of walked us right into this next one. Team Penske, man, what a day at Dover. Not in a good way. It was a struggle for all three cars over at Team Penske. Austin Sendrick was out within, I mean, we weren't even 20 laps into Monday's race, the Monday portion of the race. And then Ryan Blaney won a stage, so got some stage points from Dover, but ended up falling way back at the end of the race. And then Joey Logano, it was the not so good, very bad day for Joey Logano. Are we concerned with Team Penske's performance? At the start of the season, they were looking to us to kind of be the team that could challenge Hendrick Motorsports. 
What's going on, Kim? I'm not sure what's going on <laughs> right now. I think they do have fast race cars. I just don't think they're putting together races. And I don't know at this point if the crew chief driver pairings are exactly where they need to be. I think we saw early success with Paul Wolf and Joey Logano when they were first paired up. Now that Joey isn't performing how you know he typically wants to, I don't know that Paul is the cheerleader that he needs out there at the racetrack. And then it's still early, I think, for Jonathan Hassler and Ryan Blaney to figure out, you know, can they make something of this pairing? And then, I mean, Cindric's a rookie. Yeah. we got to give him a little bit of a break. Yeah, no. yeah. But I'm not quite in the concerned zone yet. I think I will be if they don't win by Coke 600. Because you look at Darlington, Kansas, all-star, I know that's not a points race, but, you know, that still can hype you up. It still can, you know, get momentum going in that team. And then Coke 600, if one of their drivers can't win one of those races, then I'm sweating for Team Penske. Um, <clears throat> because I think they can win all of those. Yeah. Let's hear your thoughts. Well, you know, so like the 21 it counts in that camp. I would put the 21 okay. Okay. Brothers in yeah. that camp. Harrison's a rookie. He's, the, he's figuring it out. You know, we're going to give Austin Sindrick a slide, I guess you guys are. Oh, but I like, guess. I mean, I expect, it, I expect him to do a lot better than, than this at this point. Like, were those expectations fair, though? Well, you're the man and you stepped up. Like, I need to see that step up, right? I mean, we're talking like not top 25. Like, it's like he's having a really tough, it's tough, tough, tough days. Uh, the 22 is oddly off. Like, they're, they're like, it's like they're making lap. It's like they're not, they don't have the pace. Then the, the 12 gets points, but they can't finish off a win. Like, even when you think that they're having a really good day and you're like, damn, he dominated. They'll be, he's going to be right there. And then it's like the last stage just doesn't, doesn't go. I'm not panicking because at least one of the cars has speed, so the other cars can lean on the 12 a little bit to figure some stuff out. But uh, as a whole company, I'd be a little, a little bit more nervous because we haven't been there. They haven't won yet. That's a problem. I'm concerned. I think Dover, <laughs> Dover was kind of the tipping point for me of like, all right, something's off. I don't know if it's like Kim said that it's just the pairing that's kind of off right now. Um, I'm concerned. But but here's the thing, like you're gonna have with a new car, you're gonna have a couple races where you nail it and you're awesome. Mm -hmm. And then you're probably gonna have a couple races where you're terrible. But when is the last race that they've nailed it? Mm. All I know is I, Do Dover yeah. doesn't concern me because none of the active drivers have won at Dover. So they were going in to Dover, you know, with expectations that true, didn't necessarily true. need to be there because they hadn't ever won a race there. So I don't know that you can look at Dover. I mean, yeah, they had a pretty terrible showing collectively. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, I'm not going to hit the panic button until after the Coke 600. If we don't see any Penske wins after the Coke 600, then that's when it's like panic is setting in and something has to happen. This is why you want Kim leading an organization and not me. Because <laughs> I am a warrior and we've hit God, the panic cool, button. Cool. All right. Next up, uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. had a much-needed rally at Dover. He ended up P2. It looks like if he at least could have found a little bit more speed in the 47, he might have had a chance there with the 9. But takes home some points. A solid day. I know it was a home race for his sponsor that he had on the car. So always good to see when you can put on quite the show. He and Brian Patty found the speed at Dover. But was this the time that the 47 needed to punch that playoff ticket? It may be a must win for every single driver this season. We don't know that. We don't know how the season's going to turn out. But was this the chance that Ricky Stenhouse needed to get into the playoffs? Uh, I think it was an extra chance. Like, I don't think you, anyone would have been like, oh, Ricky Stenhouse, Dover, they're going to watch out for them. Like, yeah. no one did that. 
So like when the thing is when you get that extra shot, at, you need to punch it there because everyone looks at him at the super speedways, right? Mm -hmm. Well, everyone kind of looks at everyone at the super speedways. So that's kind of a, it's kind of a, a crapshoot <laughs> if you're betting on that one to win. And when you get that close, it's like, oh man, like we really could have, because you assume that the nine is going to get a win somewhere else. So the 41, 47, excuse me, could have stole that from him. Mm -hmm. Would have been huge. Huge save, And a huge yeah. shot in the arm for, for, uh, for that team because they've had a rough season and they finally found some speed. And if you get that, you're like, okay, we're not that bad. We, we just need to put a whole race together. Yeah. So um, not the only shot, but it would have been really nice to get that <laughs> win for sure. I don't think he missed his shot because Dover was not his shot to get in the playoffs. They've had such a slow start to this season. I think this is definitely a win for them in a sense because it shows that they can put together races, that they can build fast race cars. But every other race you look at this season, and they've struggled pretty mightily. So, no, this was not his chance to make the playoffs. I think, you know, you look at a Daytona at the end of the regular season, that's really where they look to punch their ticket. And the truth be told, he was not going to catch up with Chase. And people say, well, what if we had gotten a late race restart? Well, you also have to factor in Ross Chastain, Alex Bowman, who had some of the fastest laps in the close of the race. I don't think he would have survived a restart with the mix of Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman, Ross Chastain. So I think they should be happy with second. This was not the shot at them getting into the playoffs. I'm still looking at Daytona for the 47 team. All right, we all know that JTG Doherty has one car. Uh, it is a one car organization now. And so this is, that is their ticket. All the efforts are going to the 47. They're doing a lot with a little. I'll give them <laughs> yeah. that. They're doing yeah, a lot they are. Exactly, exactly. Uh, all right, next up, rapid response powered by Five Hour Energy. We all know these are short and sweet. So, who had the most impressive recovery drive at Dover? We had a lot of spins, a lot of things. One car incidences happened at Dover. So who turned it around the best, Kim? In my mind, Seabell turned it around the best. He had a loose wheel, went multiple laps down, was able to rebound to get a fourth place uh, finishing position. Not only that, he had a loose wheel and he recognized it before the wheel fell off. And that is crucial. We've seen drivers lose wheels. You lose your crew chief for four weeks. It, it can be catastrophic for teams. So not only the rebound, but him recognizing, I, guys, I got to come in now because a loose wheel with one lug <laughs> causes a lot more chaos <laughs> and a lot more quickly than when we had five lugs. Yeah, you don't have four other ones. No. It, on. it always amazes me that they are able, like the hear a vibration or my car feels off. I will ride around with my car. <laughs> I don't know anything that's going on with my car. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't sound good. Facts. But yeah. Facts. Uh, I'm going to go with Larson. Um, because when's the last time you've seen Larson spin out by himself? Like, he got never. too comfortable. He, listen, not as I impressive was, as a Jimmy Johnson save at Dover. Not, but it was impressive. Not as, but you know, for the, not hitting the fence like he did, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty impressive. It was pretty and then, good. He, and then he got it around without tearing up the entire car. So, and he was able to bounce back. So I'm gonna go with Larson. All right, I like both of those. Um, who is your current top driver? Let's do a little power ranking. I want one driver, one name one car who's the best of the best right now if you can only pick one i'm picking the one <laughs> ross chastain <laughs> just week in and week out they're consistent they show speed they can put together races they're contending for wins they already have two every wins week. every single week i don't know what they're doing that other teams are not doing but it's ross chastain for me she said it it's ross i i mean you, you can't you if it's a like ranking them right now is a moving list right like next week it might be somebody else but like he has been so consistent week in and week out, and he has this swagger like they can't 
if you see his tweet after, his tweet after is like, P3 can't stop us. Like that. I'm like, they got some swag over there. You got you to gotta give it to them. And they're not letting the two wins stop them. Ross said before Dover weekend, you know, we don't stop the grind just because we have two wins in our pocket. Like they're still each week bringing it to the table. This is might be the first time in the history that all three of us agree on something. Also the one for me. I'm going Ross Chastain. So Justin Marks, when you send us some watermelon, it's Studio 3. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll send you the address later. And I have uh, exceeded watermelons. So. Yeah, we love watermelon. Okay, next up, which throwback scheme are you most excited for? It's Darlington week. It's all about throwback weekend. And we know we bring the fashion when we come to Darlington in the throwback. We know that the cars look all painted out and trimmed out in these throwback schemes, but there's one that you guys are excited about seeing, let's say in person the most. So Mamba, let's start with you. Which throwback scheme? I'm going with the Burton car. The Ooh. X9 car. That, that thing with, with the white hood and the, the paint, the electricity coming through. And it's, it's Harrison running his, I always think that's cool because you, you don't get that very often. And that was probably one of my favorite cars as a kid. So I'm going with old Jeff Burton. Oh, the mayor. mayor. He's so excited. I'm first of all giving an honorable mention to the stacking pennies car. Also pink. Corey LaJoy, also like this like pink magenta color. The Marty Robbins story, very cool. But ultimately, my pick is Kyle Larson. Tim Richmond, you can't go wrong with. And we're like hearkening back to the days of before even Hendrick Motorsports, when Rick Hendrick had all-star racing. And Darlington Weekend this year kicks off with an 80s dance party. And so for me, it's like, let's, let's go full on with the 80s. And this is a Tim Richmond 80s paint scheme. Tim Richmond is the quintessential 80s driver. Uh, Kyle Larson has been likened to Tim Richmond in, in terms of how he can drive. And Richmond was also a uh, Southern 500 winner. So maybe a little good luck. All right, I love the five. My honorable mention is, I don't know. What, I, maybe the five might be my honorable mention. But my the most excited, I'm going, this is just from the heart. My grandfather was a diehard Bill Elliott fan. I grew up, you could only cheer for Bill Elliott on Sundays. That was it for my family. You didn't have a choice. Uh, so I'm going the 45 of Kurt Busch. It's throwing back to Bill Elliott, that McDonald's paint scheme. So this is for my grandfather. We're excited to see it. All right, well, Darlington, Backseat Bets presented by MGM. This is just a head-to-head -head matchup of who we think will have the best run out of these two cars for Darlington. First up, the two teammates from Joe Gibbs Racing, the 19 of Martin Truex Jr. versus the 11 of Denny Hamlin, Mama. I'm going DH. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah, I'm go I mean, like, he, yeah, it's Darlington. He's really good yeah. there, and they just need, he, he need, they need it. Yeah. It's a gotta-have type of situation. Okay. Without gay part, you're still cool with that. Thing. Yeah, I'm still cool with that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going MTJ. Remember when we went to Martinsville and Denny was the guy at Martinsville and it didn't <laughs> happen for him? I don't think you can go to tracks and say Denny's the guy and rest on that. So I'm going MTJ. All right. I'm talking about one-on-one, -on -one, not a win here. Two against one. Two against one. Shocker. We know if he wins, he beats the head-to-head -head automatically. That's, that's true. So, yeah. All right, next up. Everybody's uh, high flyer right now, the one of Ross Chastain versus the 18 of Kyle Busch. He also has a cool paint scheme with the M&M's throwback. You I'm going you, against the grain. I'm going you, to try to win some money. Give me Kyle Busch. What? You already said that Ross was your number one driver. It doesn't. Yeah, he's ranked number one, but I'm trying to. Everyone's going to pick Ross, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go get some money. Give me some money. KB. Okay. Well, I think I just made my choice clear. <laughs> Go on the one of Ross Chastain. So I first had Kyle Busch circled, and then 
I'm a big fan of momentum. You guys can say what you want. Ross Chastain, all the momentum with the one right now. Going Chastain. Uh, next up, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. versus Chris Buescher. Both a surprising run in Dover. Chris Buescher had a lot of speed as well. This was the hardest matchup yeah. of yeah, head-to-heads for me. Um, I'm going Chris Buescher. Mm. I don't know why. <laughs> Just because. I'm going, I'm going. Man, they are seriously, though, I feel like the closest matchup of the ones we have. No, for sure. I'm going Busher because I feel like they finally see some light at the end of the tunnel. It's going to really struggle speed-wise for them. And I think they're starting to get things going in the right direction. Same with the 47, but I'm going Busher. Well, this makes me a little nervous. Brian Patty, I'm sorry. He does watch the show. So, uh, Ricky Stenhouse, crew chief, or crew, yeah, his crew chief. Uh, I makes me a little nervous picking Stenhouse just because of the high lane at Darlington, and I just think there might be a mix. But I'm going Stenhouse. So, sorry. All right, last but not least, you want to kick this oh. one off? William Byron versus Ryan Blaney. I'm going 12. Oh, okay. really? <laughs> I want to be shocked, but I'm not. But then I'm also like, you also very much are a cheerleader for Willie B. So I, I love is this a hard one for you? No. No, not really. Listen, if it's one on one, it's, if it's 12 versus, you know, give me 12. I always bet on 12. Okay. I'm going Willie B. William Byron, just because he's had a more consistent season in terms of the finishes he gets. So I think he's going to have, I think they're both going to have a good run. But I think William will finish a little bit higher than Ryan. Do you know what 12 times 2 is? Thank you. Thank hey! Hey! <laughs> 24 for me. Uh, I'm going Willie B. I like the flames. We're throwing it back to, it's pretty obvious who we're throwing it back to. I don't even need to say it. Uh, we are going to be cooking in the 24. Mm, okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay. I cannot wait to okay. see how this plays out. Last but not least, it's time to pick who we think is going to be in victory lane. It's a crown jewel of our sport. It's the Goodyear 400. It is Darlington. It's throwback weekend. There is so much going on uh, down there in the state of South Carolina for the NASCAR Cup Series this weekend. So who comes out on top and gets to walk away with a Darlington trophy? Who wants to take it? Anybody? I'll take it. Yeah, okay. you go ahead. My gut wants to pick Martin Truex Jr., but I picked him last week for Dover. Huh. So I'm going with Eric Jones. Whoa. And here's Talk why. Here's why. Uh, they've shown speed this season. Mm -hmm. Darlington is a very aged racetrack it with is. a lot of character. You go back to Auto Club earlier this year, also aged track, lots of character. Jones had speed there, finished third. He's a previous Southern 500 winner. Eric Jones, please. Please help me out here. Man, oh man, give me the 43. Prove me right. For throwback weekend, every throwback weekend. And, yeah, how great would it be to so see cool. the 43? That, that, I like that pick. Richard Petty's in the booth for a couple laps True. this weekend. So. I like that pick. That's a good one. You caught me off guard with that. Me too. Um, I thought I would. Yeah, I, um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Daniel Suarez. And Are I, we all right today? <laughs> look, I'm good. Look, look, look. I mean. This, this car allows you, and then Trackhouse has been fast, and everyone's like, Daniel's going to get his, he's going to get his. To Kim's point, he almost got his in Fontana, wall track. Yeah. You got to run yeah. the top a lot, um, car control. I, I just feel like his, he's due now. The one has got theirs a lot. It's time for the 99 to get theirs. Um, and, you know, why not? Send it. Get a little spicy out there. Send it. Send it. <laughs> All right. So we have the 43. And then we have the 99. 
I am going to go with the four. Kevin Harvick. Okay. Really good at Darlington. I like the throwback paint scheme. It has some, a lot of pink in the field uh, this weekend, but it's going with honoring breast cancer awareness. I don't know. Give me Kevin Harvick. Send I mean, it. He's, he's, he's multi-time winner there. I know. I like it. So I'm going with the four. All right. Make sure and tune in to the Goodyear 400 from Darlington this weekend. We're heading to the state of South Carolina, and it's NASCAR throwback. Make sure and tweet NASCAR with all of your NASCAR throwback gear. Tune into the race Sunday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern on FS1. Kim, Mamba, and myself, thanks for tuning in to the Backseat Drivers. We'll see you right back here next week.